Blog Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. Nope. Righteous judgment of the Most High. Who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deeds. To them who by patience. Continuing yep. some well-doing seat. No nope. glory and honor. And immorality. Yep. Eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious. And do not obey the yep. truth. But obey unrighteousness. Indignation and wrath. Oh, Great Luke. Yep. You an African American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yep. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Nigga with back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gon' tell you? Nope. We gon' explode. Yep. Yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yep. Do this knowledge cost? Nope. Hop in the book to my? Yep. Do you follow these laws? Nope. Do they still exist? Yep. Have time to wait? Nope. Do we have grace? Yep. Continue in sin? Nope. I'ma ask you again. Yep. Should we continue in sin? Christ is the way, yep. never gonna win, nope. trying to make it to heaven, yep. get there by sin, nope. follow the commandments, yep. everybody got choices, I chose this walk so I keep on trying, everybody got choices, choose the right path and nothing can stop us, everybody got choices, righteous life, devil don't like that, nah, everybody got choices, choose the right path to save your soul, never going back, no, 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 forward to the kingdom, yeah, Right. 
from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose the most I heard Two sides to choose from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose Who you gonna choose Got to choose All right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. All right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. Shalom, 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 like a thumb to the 12 tribes worldwide, the Jew, the Benjamin, Levi, Simeon, Zebulon, Ephraim, Manasseh, Gab, Reuben, Hashem, Thalian, Ezekar. As our brother James told us in James chapter chapter 1, uh, verse uh, 1 and 2, to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, greetings. You have reached ISBHBK Bible Talk. My name is Bishop, and I'm being joined by my brother, my friend, um, uh, that guy, the, the, everybody's uncle, everybody's friend. Goodbye, Kawash. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. And um, the same, Barak Asam, La Kal Yashab, Kawab Barakwar also, to all Israel. I'm ready to go. Ready to go, sir. All right, Khan, Khan, Khan. Um, for yesterday, um, Tazapot uh, was just recently informed of some 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 um, some unfortunate news. So we definitely want to keep um, him and his, his family, and his mother Catherine, uh, in our prayers. Uh, Mama Catherine, uh, in in our prayers, um, as they're dealing with some of the bad news that they just just received. Um, I just want to make sure I get that out there, uh, as well as uh, a message for prayers for my in-laws. Um, as they're going through some um, some health issues, um, also that you might um, add add into uh, to your prayer list, um, as well as my niece uh, uh, Kiosha, that she's the one who had actually had a heart transplant. Uh, she's doing well, but we we just continue to pray, and once I continue to to watch over her and be with her, um, as as she she's has somebody else's heart inside of her chest. No, uh, all right. Um, but goodbye. Yes, if you. My mom, Joanne uh, Coates. Uh, also, uh, my father, Lucius. Lucius Coates. Um, my mother has a uh, congestive heart failure uh, disease, and uh, you know, um, you know, uh, we don't have to go there. But you know, the, you know the scripture. Um, They've already, you know, received the blessing of getting that uh, um, three score in, 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 in 10 years, you know. And for the, you know, for the by the grace of the Heavenly Father, you know, you, they get more. And they, they're both 74 and uh, 73. And, uh, you know, just send up some prayers uh, to continue. That the most I continue is to bless them with with uh, each and every day that they get after after those years. If you could send up some prayers. Kind, 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 kind. 
and to all Israel, uh, far and wide. Right. Uh, you know that we should pray for all Israelites. Um, that, that the Most High will will will, will um, quickly redeem us from this last captivity that, that we happen to be in, um, and, and heal the world. Right? Let me, let me put, put, put that um, in a perspective that once once the Christ actually makes his return, the Scripture tells us that there'll be no more tears, no more sorrow, uh, no more death, no more pain, uh, no, no more sicknesses. That, that that everything will be wiped out. That we will re- return. The world will will return back to its natural state of what it's supposed to be, and it says that when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. I got that scripture from Brother Kalkab, not Kalkab, the Brother Bonabai from this morning, what we were just talking about. And that when the righteous are in authority, the people will rejoice. That will, that the earth will be back restored to its full strength. Be doing any any more negative, any more wickedness, as far as even eating the wrong foods or um, uh, hybrid foods or GMO. Uh, the, there won't be a need for GMO. Tainted foods. There won't be a need for for uh, um, uh, petroleum-based uh, uh, products, uh, as far as plastics or what have you, that are the poisoning and polluting the whole earth. You know, the most I said that the earth is defiled. In Isaiah, he said the earth is defiled under the inhabitants thereof. That the whole earth is defiled right now. But now, when Christ does come back, he said he brings a new heaven and a new earth. That things are going to be restored back in, in righteousness. And we will get the strength of the earth. We'll get the strength of the earth, the strength of of, <coughs> of righteousness. And, that, and the world will, will the world will rejoice. Right? That the world will rejoice. So in the meantime, um, in just practicing uh, uh, humility and practicing uh, being considerate of others, this is why we we, we go through the, the the process of of announcing the prayer list. Um, just in and in, in, in really trying to prevent that those those thoughts of selfishness those thoughts of i'm only thinking about what i'm going through um the and like christ told us in matthew chapter 24 verses 12 and 13 he said that in these last days that the love of many is going to wax cold but that he that shall endure to the end the same shall be saved so this being in the practice and the habit of of esteeming others better than ourselves and seeking a, a, another's wealth uh rather than our own and um the health as well as wealth, and not just our own, but to be in that practice of being considerate and esteeming others better than ourselves. Um, what to be in that practice? So when Christ does come, we're going to be accounted worthy where he says, well done, now good and faithful servant, that we want to be found so doing, um, the will of the Most High and not our own will, or being so influenced by how society um, uh, does things, how society reacts, and as, as becomes the norm. That that what society calls normal really is atrocious uh, in the eyes of the Father. It really is 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 completely backwards. It's completely opposite of of how a righteous world should be ran, how righteousness should be applied, how righteousness should be should be um uh, looked at. That in this in this wicked world we're living in now, that there's so many um, deceptive influences and demonic influences to 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 try and influence people away from the Bible, to try to influence people away from God's righteousness and God's word, that it, it, it really is centered on our emotions, really is centered on, on tapping into your emotions, to your feelings, to your heart, to um, to you, and how you feel, how you might be affected, and what you might be going through, and the things that the, the vices that we, we give ourselves over to, to try and escape the stress, to try and escape the pain, to try and escape the sorrow, 
trying to escape the loneliness um, and the coldness that this world has definitely become, um, that we just want to be in that practice and the habit of, um, of of praying for others and considering them and putting others first. And when it's so easy in this current society that we live in to only think about what you're going through, from the levels of depression, the levels of, of um, uh, anxiety that, that, that people suffer and, and are going through, that it's real easy to get caught up into just only what you're dealing with, only what, what, what's on your plate, and, and not really be concerned or think about or, or, or consider um, anybody else. We, we want to be found doing what, what Christ did um, um, and, and, and putting, more, putting more of Christ on instead of ourselves or what the world says, um, putting more of, of God's wisdom, God's knowledge, God's understanding um, in our lives and our, in our application in our lives as opposed to just this society just being cold. Go, go home, uh, be by yourself, COVID, worry for yourself, worry about the pandemics for yourself, worry about germs for yourself, and just stay in your little bubble. Um, and, and the only social interaction that we have is going to be on social media through electronics, which, which can be deceptive, which can be very deceptive. So this is the practice we want to get into. Um, as, as well as not moving on with the, the announcements, uh, I want to get them out the way so we can get to the reading. going to be a lot of reading today, brothers and sisters, a lot of reading today. Um, again, reminder, March 6th and 7th is Purim. Uh, we can read, you can read about that in the book of Esther. All right? uh, read about that history in the book of Esther, where we get the um, the holiday of Purim from. There was a time during the Persian Mede captivity that there was a priest set forth to kill all the Jews. Um, um, that it, through manipulation by by, this, by a person named ha, uh, Haman or Haman uh, and, and manipulating um, King uh, Xerxes, um, that there was a decree put forth to kill all the Jews within the Persian and Median Empire. But uh, but the most high working things through Mordecai and his niece um, Esther, um, those 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 that that certain destruction it turned, that certain destruction it turned, and for the people who conspired. To, to want to destroy and kill all the Jews, they were actually put to death. Now, Haman and, 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 and had actually some of the consequences of what he wanted to put upon all the Jews. It came back at him, and it wound up being a two-day celebration that the Lord God had delivered the Israelites from certain death. We were still in captivity, but from, from, from a, a certain uh, announced death, we were delivered from. So you can read about that history in the book of Esther. All right, so that will be celebrated. Uh, March 6th and March 7th, and then the month following, January, February, March, and, and April, at April 9th, uh, we'll be uh, observing the, uh, the Passover co- convocation um, in uh, Newport News, Virginia, in, in uh, Norfolk, Virginia. Now, just to remind everybody, the actual Passover date is April 6th. It's Wednesday, April 6th. But with the ISBHPK, we observe the, con- the congregating where we actually come together by, uh, in, in mass numbers um, of what's going to be April 9th, which does have to be Easter. We're not gathering together to celebrate on an Easter, but that's a day that everybody has off. Um, that from some several businesses that we do have um, that happen to be related to the malls and related to retail um, that's supporting uh, families and, and, and schools and and, and, and uh, what we have going on, that um, there's only three days in the year that we have days off. Um, 
because of, of my rules, my, my laws, and that is Easter, Christmas, and Thanksgiving. So with Passover always coming around the time of Easter, around, around Easter time, we decide to congregate together. We, we all meet together to enjoy the most out of, out of the you know, Passover that we can um, on that Sunday. So that's why we keep announcing uh, Passover Sunday, April 9th, but it's actually the 6th. Right? It's actually the 6th, uh, but we actually come together and have a Passover meal, which is going to be April 9th. But, but most definitely the actual true Sabbath does start that Wednesday sundown, April 6th. I just want to make sure I, 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 put, I put that out there so there's no confusion um, um, uh, about the time. I'm probably confused by the times or the dates or whatever. It is actually April 6th, but we're going to meet together um, for the, uh, the convocation uh, Sunday, April 9th. All right? Just go ahead and throw that out there, which is going to be at 2705 Chestnut Avenue uh, in Newport News, Virginia, 230 Six zero nine being the, the zip code um, that we will be observing the Passover at the Dohiki Club, up, all right, starting at four thirty p.m. passing through eleven p.m. Uh, there in Newport News, Virginia. Please come. Uh, everybody's more than welcome. But even if you can't make it, uh, observe um, the Passover April sixth uh, and that whole week of unleavened bread. You want to get leaven out, out of your out of your houses, you know, out of your homes. And, and we've got so many classes uh, covering the Passover. Um, Exodus chapter 12, again, located at ISBHBK Bible Talk. Right? You can go to ISBHBK uh, Bible Talk, whether on iTunes, um, Apple iTunes Podcast, um, iHeartRadio Podcast, or even um, Google Podcast, or www.blogtalkradio.com, um, where we have a library set up there, um, archive set up, where you can go back through the archives and, and check and see and be able to listen to the shows, you know, the podcasts that we've done covering these topics uh, on blogtalkradio.com or through our, our podcast. Or if you go to isbhpk.com um, or check out ISBHBK YouTube channels, whether it's ISBHBK um, San Antonio, Houston, um, Norfolk, or Rochester, uh, check out ISBHBK uh, and type in Passover. And um, we'll definitely cover all these, all, uh, these topics in full where you can get, uh, get an understanding about what's going on, what's happening. Cool. Let's go ahead and pick up what we left off at uh, last night. Um, and dealing with, let me pull this back up. We're dealing with the uh, Israelite captivities and, where am I at? Where am I at? Okay. Um, Israelite captivities um, and we're dealing with the saviors, deliverers, and judges of the Israelites uh, and dealing with the, the overall topic right now of biblical salvation. That's what we, our series has been going over for the past four months now, is looking at biblical salvation. What does it mean to be saved? Um, what is salvation as defined by the Bible? And we've really been going in, in, in depth and having a really um, intensive study um, about this topic. Here at ISBHBK, like any other person, is very concerned about our salvation, that we want, we want Christ to save us. We want to be found worthy when, when um, like he tells us in, in, um, in Matthew chapter 25, when he's talking about the parable of, of, of the, um, uh, the faithful servants, that we might be found worthy when he does return, that we want to be found worthy. So what, do we, what needs to be done? Um, is it just the fact that I say I say the name of Jesus Christ and that means I'm saved? Is that it? 
Is it the fact that that um, I observe Easter, Christmas, and Thanksgiving? That's it. Is the fact that according to society, I'm a good person. I pay my taxes. I vote. Um, uh, I give it to the homeless. I don't keep nobody's wallet. Um, and that makes me a good person. Um, I, I say, uh, 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 bless you whenever I hear somebody sneeze. I pray every every over every meal, every morsel of food that goes in my mouth. I give thanks to God for it. That makes me a good person. So that means I'm, I'm I'm saved already, and I'm going to be saved. Is that mind thinking or that mindset? Is that actually correct? Is that biblically correct? Do the scriptures align with that that line of reasoning? And that's what has led us into this this topic that we're dealing with biblical, biblical salvation and the saviors, deliverers, and judges of Israel. Because as we're finding out, the Lord God has sent many saviors uh, in the history of the Bible. These saviors, plural. And we read that in Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 27. Uh, and it was always concerning the captivity of the Israelites. That whenever a savior was sent, it was to save the Israelites out of a captivity um, that they that they found themselves in because of their sins and because of their transgressions. Again, this is what our, our, our study has been going over and has led us to, um, to now we're dealing with the Israelites having to face the four final captivities that we're going to have to face uh, uh, from the Babylonians, the Persian Medes, the Greeks, and the Romans. Right? And now we're getting to the part where now from all the prophecies that the Lord had given to the Israelites, that the Israelites were going to be scattered and 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 exiled, evicted, kicked out, booted out, um, hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back no more. What you say <laughs> that that we had to get kicked out of? The, we finally had to be expelled, expunged, um, thrown out, tossed out. Um, rooted out of the promised land, that leads us to now the Roman captivity. Now, I come through history, starting from from um, uh, the exodus of the Israelites out, being saved from the captivity of the Egyptians. Um, 940 years later, where the Israelites were finally, uh, the northern kingdom of Israel was finally kicked out of the land of Israel because of our sins, because of our idolatry, um, which happened to be 722 B.C., 940 years after we came into the promised land, the, the, the nine and a half tribes of, of the northern kingdom of Israel were kicked out of the land, have not been brought home since, but have been scattered to the four corners of the earth, uh, leaving the southern kingdom of Judah or the Jews. And now we're at the point where now we're about to see now the Jews. After seeing what happened to the, the northern kingdom of Israel um, and now having to go through the Babylonian captivity, in the Persian Mede captivity and the rebuilding of the temple, um, uh, the Greek captivity, and now the Roman captivity, that now we're about to be expelled, expunged, completely out of. Now, all this was prophesied. So this is where we're coming right now. So, and picking up where we was at last night, we're going to, read, we're going to start at Luke chapter 21. Uh, we're going to be verses 20 through 24. Luke chapter 21, verses 20 through 24. Brother Gabar Kawab, if you assist me in this, I would be deeply appreciative. Um, Luke chapter, give me that one more time, 24. Luke chapter 21. 21. 21. And we're going to be verses 20 through 24. 20 through 24. Luke chapter 21, starting at verse 20 through 24, reads, 
And when ye shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is not. And Judea flee to the mountains, and let them which are in the midst of it depart out. And let not them that are in the countries enter therein too. For these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. But woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. For there shall be great distress in the land, and wrath upon this people. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword, and shall be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters, who, my goodness. Yeah, I always guess when, 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 whenever we read this, whenever we, we go over this, it, it always get, gets that lump in my, uh, in my throat because I don't know. Uh, remember, as we went over yesterday, um, that when Christ was walking with the disciples and they had to be looking over the city, that, that Jesus himself started breaking down and just started crying. The shortest chapter in the verse, the shortest verse in the whole Bible is Jesus wept. And we read about Jesus actually weeping or crying two times. Um, when, La- when Lazarus was dead and he saw how, 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 how emotional the people were about behind his death, that cut, that, Jesus got caught up with that and he wept. But the other time that Jesus wept was this time here when he was standing over and looking over Jerusalem with the disciples and understood that the vengeance of God was not going to be accomplished on the southern kingdom of Judah, of the Jews that were still living in the land, that it was it was going to be I, I don't even know what word to use. Uh, that now God's wrath and God's vengeance is, is about to be unleashed. Uh, for, forget that that the Greek mythology should release the release the Kraken. Forget that this, this God is about to unleash and unload uh, on 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 the Israelites, on the Jews, and He's telling them when that this time this time is coming. This time is coming, and it had His disciples worried. They're saying, "Come on, this is the Savior. This is the, the Messiah." They see this man walk on water. They see this man heal people. They've seen this man feed 5,000 one day, 3,000 another day. Um, they've seen what he's done. And th- th- there's no doubt that he's the son of the Most High, that he's the son of God. And he's breaking down crying. He's, he's crying. And trying to relate to them that this is what, that Jerusalem is about to have it. I remember Christ started teaching around 33 B.C. or 33 A.D. And he taught for three years, approximately 33 AD, not exactly, but approximately 33 AD. We know that this didn't actually take place, what he's prophesying about, for another 40 years to 70 AD. So we're going to, we're going to go back through this. We're going to uh, uh, break it down some. Um, 
Again, from the top, please, sir, of, of uh, Luke chapter 21, verse 20. And then I'm, I'm going to go verse by verse. Right. Luke chapter 21 and verse 20 reads, And when ye shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is not. Now, when I go to the Word Web Dictionary, I got it right here. Everybody can just kind of write this down. When I go to the Word Web Dictionary uh, and I look up the word desolation, the first definition for desolation from the Word Web Dictionary is the state of being decayed or destroyed. So if I insert that into the scripture, it's telling us, and when ye shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation or then know that the state of, of being decayed or destroyed is at hand um, or is nigh. Uh, the second definition for desolation is sadness resulting from being forsaken or abandoned. That when ye shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the, the desolation or the, the sadness resulting from being forsaken or abandoned is not. Um, and the third definition for, for, for desolation from the World Web Dictionary is an event that results in destruction. So Christ said, this, this ain't peace and love and happiness. This ain't rainbows and butterflies and unicorns uh, 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 prancing and playing and skipping through the meadows. This, 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 this is destruction. This is Christ announcing destruction to the Jews, to the remaining Israelites that were in the land of Israel at this time. Again, Luke chapter 21, verse 20. One more time, please, sir. Yes, sir. <clears throat> and when you shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is not. Read. 21. Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let them which are in the midst of it depart out, and let not them that are in the countries enter therein too. He said, when, when, this, when y'all see this happening, get out first. You better go. Get out. Do not gather for the Passover. That three times in a year, all Israelites had to gather in Jerusalem for the Passover. And then 50 days later for the, uh, the uh, Pentecost, for the Feast of, uh, Feast of First Fruits. He said, but when, when you see Jerusalem pass with these armies, those living in, in, in Judea, y'all better get out. And those that have been scattered outside of Judea and y'all coming back in for the Passover, don't come. Don't, 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 do not, do not be here. Um, and then I did not in country any there are two, verse 22. For these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. Again, a lot of people just don't understand what Christ is about. When we read Matthew 5, 17, and Christ said, Think not that I come to destroy the law of the prophets. I came not to destroy, but to fulfill. A lot of people want to apply that, saying that Christ came to fulfill the law. That's why we ain't got to keep the law no more. That's not what he was referring to. That has nothing to do with what he was re- referring to. He's come that all things may be fulfilled. Talk about all the prophecies that had been written will still continue to be fulfilled. And in dealing with all those uh, several of those prophecies, when we go to um, – I'm not, we're not going to read all these, but I'm just going to call these out. I'm just going to call these out. Um, when you go to Leviticus chapter – and you, everybody please write these down. And today's going to be a day of, of, of research, brothers and sisters. You want to write these things down. We're going to be going, going through it. And we've been going through these. We've been going, covering these, all these scriptures. But when you read Leviticus chapter 26 – Verses 14 through 33, 
When we read Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 15 through 68. When we read Deuteronomy chapter 29, verses 19 through 28. When we read Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 34. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 43. When we read Psalms chapter 69, verses 22 through 28. When we read Psalms chapter 149, verses 7 through 9. When we read Isaiah chapter 65, verses 12 through 16. When we read Daniel chapter 9, verses 26 through 27. When we read Zechariah chapter 11, verses 1 through 3. When we read Zechariah chapter 14, verses 1 through uh, 1 and 2. When we read Malachi chapter 4, verse 1, chapter 13, verses 19 through 20. These are the several scriptures of prophecies of what was going to happen uh, leading up to the Israelites finally. The northern kingdom had been kicked out some, what, 800 years earlier. The northern kingdom of Israel, the nine and a half tribes, had already been kicked out of the, land, the promised land because of our idolatry. Now, here it is from some 800 years later, coming to the year 70 AD, now the remaining Israelites, the remaining Jews that were still in the land of Israel are now about to be forced out, kicked out of the land 800 years after the northern kingdom was kicked out. So Christ is telling us here that, yes, these are the days of vengeance. These which are written may be fulfilled. Verse 23, sir. Okay. And again, well, I, I, know I went through those scriptures kind of fast, but that also gives, uh, gives everybody an opportunity to come back and, and, and re-listen to the show on Google on ISBHPK Bible Talk, either with iHeartRadio Podcast. Um, Apple iTunes uh, uh, Radio, um, Google Podcasts, or go on to www.blogtalkradio.com and come back and, and we listen to the show. Please continue, sir, verse, verse 23. But woe unto them that are with child and to them that give suck in those days, for there shall be great distress in the land and wrath upon this people. And wrath upon if God's wrath is about to be unleashed. The Jews, right? And they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations. That's the key and right there. Verse 24, this is Christ's mouth. If you're reading along, you'll see that these, and your Bible has the words of Christ in red. You'll see all this is coming from Jesus Christ himself. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations. Read. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Now, we're going to come back to this later on in, in, in the series. But it's telling us that the Israelites are going to be they're finally going to be finally expelled and kicked up out of the land in 70 AD. And that the Gentiles would now be in our country. That the nations will now be conquered and be, be in the land of Israel, running and ruling over the land of Israel until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. We're going to come back to this. We're going to visit this. But I want to focus more on now the Israelites, the Jews, were finally be, be, going to be kicked out of the land. And this was the prophecies, matching other prophecies. Now, when did this prophecy actually take place. I'm reading from a, another history book. Right now, and I got this one, good boy. I got this one. 
Um, I'm reading from another history book. The title of the book is called Babylon to Tim- Timbuktu. All right, the, the book is called From Babylon to Timbuktu, and you can get it on, on Amazon. You can find it on, on Amazon. I think it's, it's about 20 bucks, uh, 15, 20 bucks. But it's called From Babylon to Timbuktu, and the author's name is Rudolf R. Windsor. Right? His, the author's name is Rudolf R. Windsor, who is a scholar who compiled a lot of this history, a lot of this information, and he couldn't find any publishing houses to publish his book, so he had to pay for it by himself. It's in, in the paperback because he had he actually put this information out. He had to pay for it by himself. Um, so it is, it is a paperback, but it's an amazing historical um, book, and it's, it's discussing and it covers with historical references and facts the Jews, the journey of the Jews from Babylon all the way to Timbuktu, all right, um, in Africa. Timbuktu, that's not just a, a, a Disney, not Disney or even a, a Looney Tunes um, uh, something to be mocked at. Timbuktu was one of the richest countries in Africa that was controlled and owned by Israelites. So Rudolf R. Windsor put this book together, and we're going to page 84, all right? From Babylon to Timbuktu by Rudolf R. Windsor, page 84. And I'll be reading it. And it says, in the year 65 B.C., the Roman armies under General Pompey captured Jerusalem. Now, Brother Gabar, could you please read Luke chapter 21 and verse 20 one more time? Yes, sir. <clears throat> Luke chapter 21 and verse 20 reads, And when ye shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. Now, we're finding out that it was the year 65 B.C., 65 years before Christ was born, that the Roman armies under General uh, Pompey captured Jerusalem. In 65 B.C., I'm going to read on. But remember, Christ said, when you see this, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. This starts to happen. Then know that, it, it, that the days of vengeance are about to be accomplished. Now it goes on to read from the Babylon Timbuktu. It says, in 70 A.D., General Vespasian and his son Titus put an end to the Jewish state. Remember we talk about the, Christ talked about the desolation of being destroyed, being decayed, the status because a place has been abandoned. In 70 A.D., General Vespasian and his son Titus put an end to the Jewish state with great slaughter. During the period of the military governors of Palestine, many outrages and atrocities were committed against the residue of the people. During the period from Pompey to Julius, from Pompey to Julius Caesar, it has been estimated that over one million Jews fled into Africa, fleeing from Roman persecution and slavery. Brother, please read uh, Luke chapter 21 and verse 23. Um, actually, uh, 21, uh, then, then let them, which are in Jerusalem flee to the mountains. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Luke uh, chapter 21 and verse 21 reads, then let them, which are in Judea flee to the mountains and let them, which are in the midst of it, depart out and let not them that are in the countries enter therein too. So now this historian is letting us know, where did the Jews, one million Jews flee to? The mountains of Africa. This is how the black Jews got into Africa. 
was here in 70 AD, fleeing from Roman persecution and what? Slavery. Jump down to verse 24. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations. And the Israelites, Israelites, the Jews, were going to be led away captive where? Into all nations. And the Israelites are going to be led away captive into all nations. Now, what's this historian telling us here? We always like to pose. If the Jews are white, if the Jews are white, what advantage then would they have of running down into black Africa? If the Jews are white, playing from white Romans, why would the white Jews fleeing to black Africa hiding from Romans? Don't you kind of think they might stick out like a sore thumb? Or does it actually make more sense, and which is the truth, run into Africa to hide among other dark nations? Fleeing from Roman persecution and slavery. Reading on with this historic this historical book, the slave markets were full of black Jewish slaves. I want to go over that and, and, and bring this out and, and matching the prophecy that Christ gave in Luke chapter twenty one. That was accomplished in 70 A.D. He prophesied it, and then it happened and took place in 70 A.D. Then now the Israelites, the Jews, have now been kicked out of the land like the rest of the other tribes because of our idolatry and because of our sins and because it was written. Then now God's vengeance and, um, and wrath was going to be accomplished upon the Israelites. Now, if we could please go to the, the Josephus, brothers and sisters, um, we're going to the Josephus. Uh, if you call the title out, uh, Gabar, I think you got it a little bit more proper than I do. Con, um, we're in the uh, Josephus, Josephus, I'm sorry, of Book 6, which is entitled The, the War of the Jews, um, Chapter 9. That's Book, book 6 in the Josephus, The Antiquities of the Jews, Book 6, Chapter 9. And is that the wars of the Jews? The wars of the Jews. I'm sorry. Yes, sir. The wars of the Jews. The, the wars of the Jews. Um, and it, it, uh, the title starts with, how does the actual title of the, of the page start? Uh, the, the actual title of the, of the page starts, <clears throat> The War of the Jews or the History of the Destruction of Jerusalem. Book six. Okay, uh, reading on. Getting there. Let's see. I had to go all day. Okay. Here we are. Chapter nine. What injunctions Caesar gave when he was come within the city of the captives and of those that perished in the siege as also concerning those that had escaped into the subterranean caverns among whom were the tyrants, Simon and John themselves. All right. So now we're getting another historian, uh, Josephus, who was actually there. Remember, Flavius Josephus was, uh, is a Levite who was actually in the army of the Jews 
when the Romans actually came in and defeated us and, and took us down in 70 AD. Upon capturing him, he, he became a prisoner of war. He was then commissioned to write down the history of the Israelites. And that's why we have the antiquities of the Jews and the wars of the Jews from somebody who was actually there, who was actually a priest, and he wrote down the history of the, of the Israelites. And that's why we're able to get almost a firsthand knowledge from somebody who was actually there. And I, I love this for, for the argument of nobody knows what it was like. Nobody alive today was actually there. That's why we keep records. Give us a record of what was going on. All right? So will you please read on. And but we're going to read this. We are going to read this. We're going to read, um, I think it's three sections. We're going to read all three sections. So go ahead, Doc. Con. Uh, paragraph one. Now, when Titus was coming to this upper city, he admired not only some other places of strength in it, but particularly those strong towers which the tyrants in their mad conduct had relinquished. For when he saw their solid altitude and the largeness of their several stones and the exactness of their joints, as also how great was their breadth and how extensive their length, he expressed himself after the manner following. We have certainly had God for our assistance in this war, and it was no other than God who ejected the Jews out of these fortifications hands of men or any machines do towards overthrowing these towers. Are y'all hearing this? Titus was so amazed at how, how well constructed and well built that Jerusalem was for, for defense. And we're talking about Titus, a, a, a Roman general, a an expert at, of war. Titus was, was, was and from his dad, Vespasian, and it tells you that th these men were called all the way from Great Britain. The Roman Empire extended all the way to Great Britain, to them, England. They called them from England to come to take down the Jews, to take us down. And when he finally got inside the city, and he's seen how well built the city was and how it was built for protection, he said, what? We have certainly had God for our assistance in this war. And it was no other than God who ejected the Jews out of these fortifications. For what could the what could the hands of men or any machines do towards overthrowing these towers? Now, remind you, this is Josephus writing to Titus, the history of the Jews. So why would he be lying, knowing that Titus is going to read this? Because Titus told him write down the history. You think that that, that that war general that he was, that that he would that he wouldn't have Josephus flogged and put to death for slandering Titus's and, and not giving Titus the credit for his military proudness? Please. Reading on. Con. At which time he had many such discourses to his friends. He also let such go free as had been bound by the tyrants. Conclude when he entirely demolished the rest of the city and overthrew its walls. He left these towers as a monument of his good fortune, which had proved his auxiliaries and enabled him to take what could not otherwise have been taken by him. He understood. Even Titus understood. 
only God was with us with this. Because it, it, it should not have come down. The way this was built, he said not even a machine should have brought this down. That men did, had not, did not have the technology to come against how well defended and how well built Jerusalem was for defense. That God himself had to assist Titus in bringing the Jews down. Section 2. Fine. And now, since his soldiers were already quite tired with killing men, and yet they're... Say what? And now, since his soldiers were already quite tired with killing men... Go ahead. I just want to make sure we, 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 we everybody heard that. Go ahead. And yet there appeared to be a vast multitude still remaining alive. Caesar gave orders that they should kill none but those that were in arms and opposed them, but should take the rest alive. He had orders to slay. They slew the aged and the informed. Infirm. Meaning the sick, yeah. But for those that were in their flourishing age and who might be useful to them, they drove them together into the temple and shut them up within the walls of the court of the women, over which Caesar set one of his freedmen, as also Fronto, one of his own friends, which last was to, to determine everyone's fate according to his merit. So this Fronto slew all those that had been seditious and robbers, who were impeached one by another, but of the young men he chose out of the tallest and most beautiful for the triumph. Don't this sound like a slave auction? Sounds like a slave auction to me. <laughs> Amongst the Jews by the Romans. Reading on. And as for the rest of the multitude that were above 17 years old, he put them into bonds and sent them to the Egyptian mine. Slavery, activity, <coughs> being exiled out of Jerusalem. Reading on. Uh, Titus also sent a great number into the provinces as a present to them that they might be destroyed upon their theaters by the sword and by the wild beast. But those... Yeah, this, this is the gladiator games, y'all. Against one another and to fight against wild beasts? You know, like, I don't know, Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas, Madison Square Gardens, Boston Arena, the Forum, the Colosseum, and who is featured in these places performing feats of, 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 of brutality against one another or sports competition against one another for the entertainment of the country? Hmm. Minorities? Black people? Mexicans? Cubans? Puerto Ricans? 
This is the same thing that would happen to us in the Roman Empire because God was pissed at us. Reading on. God. <clears throat> by the sword and by the wild beast, but those that were under 17 years of age were sold for slaves. Now, during the days whereunto, wherein Frontu was distinguishing these men, there perished of food 11,000, some of whom did not taste any food through the hatred their, God, their guards bore to them, and others would not take in any when it was given them. The multitude also was so very great that they were in want even of corn for their sustenance. And what did Luke chapter 21 verse 20 say? Luke chapter 20, 24 and verse 20. Read. And when you shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is not. Read. Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let them which are in the midst of it depart out, and let not them that are in the country enter therein too. For these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. But woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days, for there shall be great distress in the land and wrath upon this people. So now we're reading about the the, the, the famine. 11,000 people died because they couldn't eat, but it's not like God had not been warning us from the days of Moses up until this present time. Christ is telling us this in Luke chapter 21. From, from Moses all the way to Christ, the Jews were being warned. Our people were being warned what was about to come, what was about to happen. Then now we don't finally got, got God pissed off to that degree. Then now we're going to be kicked up out the land and now suffer these type of things. This happened to the Jews because of our sins and our idolatry. As me and Bible was talking this morning, because of the Jews' fake repentance. When I say Jews' fake repentance, you know when you have a, you're a kid and you're doing something wrong, and it's not until your parents catch you doing something wrong that that's when you start crying, saying, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." What is it that that kid is actually a, a feeling sorry about? The fact that they were doing wrong, or the fact that they got caught? It, it is me. I'm crying because I got caught. Not because I feel bad uh, understanding what I'm doing is actually wrong. I was enjoying the wrong I was doing. That's why I was doing it. But it's the fact that I got caught, and now, now I'm about to get punished. And now I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And the tears, the big alligator tears, the, the, the snot coming out my nose, I'm going through all types of theatrics about not wanting to catch his ass whoop, about not wanting to catch his spanking. But I know I'm supposed to get it because I've been doing it. But I'm going through all the theatrics because I got caught, not because I feel bad about my actions. Well, you can put that same imprint, you can imprint that on the history of the Israelites in the promised land. 
Every time we was doing wrong and God would, would, would punish us, we'd go through theatrics. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I won't do it again. I promise. I promise. I promise. I won't do it again. I promise. And then what we wind up doing? The exact same damn thing again. In a real fake-ass repentance. Not really feeling sorrow for what we've done. Because we enjoy the things, the idolatry, the stubbornness, the haughtiness, the lustfulness, the, the pleasures that we were living in. We've enjoyed them to the T, to the fullest. But now we're getting punished. I was like, oh, God, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And God would have mercy. But then we would, we would continue this cycle over and over and over again to finally he's done. Repentance, a real remorse, a real, there's not a godly sorrow. To quote the scripture in Romans chapter 7, there's not a godly sorrow for what we've done. It's just, okay, well, I used to smoke cigarettes. I won't smoke cigarettes no more. Now, given the right circumstances, if I'm under the right amount of stress, I might smoke cigarettes again. But for now, I'll stop smoking because, yeah, I can see the health benefits I get from what I was doing. But to feel sorry that I was smoking, no. That might still feel bad. I, I might, I might have uh, emphysema. I might have got some lung cancer or throat cancer, or or gum or tooth cancer. But to feel actually bad that I, that I was, that I should feel sorrow because my health, it, for my health, I'll do it. But I ain't gonna feel bad about it. Everybody was doing it. So since everybody was doing it, I know I'm not going to sit here and feel broken and feel bad or feel feel whatever about the things I've done. Everybody was doing it, so why are you blaming me? Why are you getting on my back? Why are you trying to bring up the old? Why are you trying to bring up the past? I ain't doing it no more. No, I don't feel bad. I'm not going to sit here and let you keep bringing it up to make me feel bad. What are you trying to do? See, you're holding a grudge. See, you're doing wrong. You're judging me. Why are you trying to make me feel bad? I stopped doing it. Get off my back. Stop talking about it. Feel bad about these things? Uh, or, or the people I followed? I, I had my idols. I had my, my mom, my dad, or people I looked up to that I followed, that, that I followed the way of doing things. So I'm not going to feel bad about it. I'll stop it. But no, I don't feel really bad about it. I don't really feel, you know, it, it, that was the circumstances. That's the, that's the life we were living. That's how it was. But, yeah, if I got to stop, okay, I'll stop, but I don't, I'm not going to be made to feel bad about it. This is the mentality that the Israelites that we have carried from the time we came out of, ex, came out of Egypt until the time we finally get kicked out of Jerusalem at this time. And, unfortunately, a lot of us still carry that same mentality today here in America in 2023. I repented because I stopped doing things I was doing, but I ain't going to feel bad about it. And given the right time, right opportunity, I might go back and do it again because I'm stressed, because I'm vexed, because I'm, I'm feeling bad about myself. So I, I, I'm, I'm the, I need to be the victim, so I need to go ahead and justify why I, I'm doing this, that, and the third. But to feel bad? To actually feel a sorrow? Nah. I might feel sorry because I was embarrassed. I might feel sorrow because, uh, again, God might come back and might get me. But do I actually feel bad about what I did? Nah. Nah. I, I might have cried because other people were looking. But to actually feel sorrow? Nah. Uh-uh. No. Nope. 
So now this is God's wrath and God's vengeance being unleashed, unleashed on the Jews, on us, the Jews. Uh, where we at, sir? Going back to the, uh, Josephus. We are in paragraph of we're in book six, uh, chapter nine of the Josephus, the Antiquities of the Jews. Um, the wars titled Wars of the Jews. Um, in uh, paragraph the beginning of paragraph three. All right, cool. Let's go from there. Now, the number 32 of those that were carried captive during this whole war was collected by, was collected to be 97,000. Hold on, hold on. Now, remember, and the sick were put to death. The ones that were that were armed and still ready to fight, they were put to death. Eleven thousand died from from uh, starvation, whether forced or or voluntary starvation. How many were were remaining? Ninety-seven thousand. Ninety-seven thousand carried captive during this whole war was collected to be. 97,000, as was the number of those that perished during the whole sea, 1,100,000, the greater part of whom were indeed of the same nation with the citizens of Jerusalem, but not belonging to the city itself. As was the number of those that perished during the whole siege, Eleven hundred thousand million one hundred thousand Wow Cause you got eleven, then you got a hundred, then you got a thousand. So one, two that's five zeros. Yeah, that's one million one hundred thousand that that died. Deed of the same nation with the citizens of Jerusalem, but not belonging to the city itself, for they were come up from all the country to the feast of unleavened bread, and were on a sudden shut up by an army which, at the very first, occasioned so great a straightness among them that there came a pestilential, a pestilential destruction upon them. And soon afterward, such a famine as destroyed them more suddenly, and that this city could contain so many people in it, it manifests by that number of them which was taken under Cestius whom being desirous of informing Nero of the power of the city, whom otherwise was disposed to contemn that nation, entreated the high priest. If the thing were possible to take the number of their whole multitude, 
So these high priests were upon the coming of the of that feast, which is called the Passover, when they slay their sacrifices from the ninth hour till the eleventh. But so that a company not less than ten belong to every sacrifice, for it is not lawful for them to feast single by themselves. And the number of the sacrifice of sacrifices was two hundred and fifty six thousand five hundred which upon the allowance of no more than ten that feast together amounts to two millions seven hundred thousand and two hundred persons that were pure and holy for as to those that have the leprosy or the gonorrhea or women that have their monthly courses or such as are otherwise polluted, it is not lawful for them to be partakers of this sacrifice, nor indeed for any foreigners neither who come hither to worship. I, 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 I don't know if this can be appreciated, but what we're going over. Two, two million Israelites were gathering in Jerusalem for the Passover and keeping the law, not, not being from Jerusalem, but being scattered, and now coming to Jerusalem for the Passover, and keeping the law, Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 16, that all males are supposed to appear before the Most High and now appear empty-handed. The Feast, um, the feast of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of First Fruits, and the Feast of Tabernacles. So all these Israelites who have been scattered and didn't live in Jerusalem are now coming to Jerusalem for the Passover, where the temple was. And it was at this time, that God, how did Russell Crowe say that in um, Gladiator? Unleash hell. God unleashed the Romans on us. That there was over 2 million Jews in Jerusalem at this time when this, when this took place. Keep reading, sir. On paragraph 4. Now this vast multitude is indeed collected out of remote places, but the entire nation was now shut up by fate as in prison, and the Roman army encompassed the city when it was crowded with inhabitants. And you should see Jerusalem compassed with armies. Then know that the destination thereof is, uh, is not. Chapter, that was Luke 21 to 20. Remember, let me go back up to my notes. Christ has already warned us when. Um, in Luke, Luke chapter 21, verse 20. No, no, not, not that one. It's, it's another one. Um, I'm, I'm getting it right here. I'll, I'll read it. The beginning of the conversation, Luke chapter 21, was the end of the conversation started in Luke chapter 19 in, in Josephus. In Luke chapter 19, verse 41, I read this yesterday. It says, and when he was come, up, come near, he beheld the city and wept over it, saying, if thou hast known, even that thou, at least in this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace, but now are they hid from thine eyes. Verse 43, for the day shall come upon thee that thine enemies shall cast a trench about thee and compass thee round and keep thee in on every side. Is this, is this not what Josephus just explained? Uh, exactly. 
the only difference is the E-N in front of compass. Time. Christ told us this some 40 years before it happened. Josephus is telling this right after it happened. I'm I'm at a loss of words. Uh, this is coming out like like I I don't know how this is resonating with everybody. I I, I don't. I don't know how this this is coming out. How how total this destruction was. And how pissed off God was now at the Israelites, at the Jews, that he kicked this out of the land and what, what actually took place. But after so many other captivities, after so much, so much other things, most I did to punish us, to, to force to get right, before it got to this point, of just how upset he was with us, the Jews. For our conduct, this this mentality that that we have that we're owed something, this mentality that we have that we're owed something, that the, the America is just so evil and so wrong, and the white man is so evil and so wrong, and and uh, I don't deserve to have to go through this or or, or suffer this. Or 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 why is this? We we have kids in the room, cover their ears. We be on some real bullshit. We really do. And to have this mentality that just because now I call myself an Israelite, I find out my nationality, that that's supposed to give me passage to to to, to salvation. Because I put a fringe on, because I stopped eating pork. That that's supposed to be my ticket to salvation. Without acknowledging my sins, without acknowledging the sins of my forefathers and whoever it is I looked up to and been influenced by, I I I, I don't have to confess that they've been wrong. That they were wrong. I've been wrong. I ain't got to confess that. Just the fact that now I I I know when the Sabbath is now. I I worship friends now, and I attend a high holiday or two. That that's it. That now instead of saying the name Jesus, I say Yahweh Shai. That's it. The fact that I can point out how evil society is. Or point out how evil the world is, that that's it? When he was baptizing us, that we got to bring fruit, meat for repentance. That our, we got to bring ashes that are meat for repentance, that we owe. We're not owed a damn thing. We owe. And that even the punishment that we're under really doesn't match the, our transgressions against the Most High. Come on, sir. Come on. 
Um, we're in paragraph four. Um, so let's begin the four again. Cut. Now this vast multitude is indeed collected out of remote places, but the entire nation was now shut up by fate as in prison, and the Roman army encompassed the city when it was crowded with inhabitants. Accordingly, the multitude of those that therein perished exceeded all the destructions that either men or God ever brought upon the world. Come on, man. Because we're innocent. Not because we were just sitting there humbly trying to serve God and the evil Romans just came and just did this to us. I, I, I love going over this, how, how they, they took the strongest of us in the captivity and made us fight in the arenas and, and wild beasts and, and each other. For, for all the tough guy Israelites, that would be like, uh, if that was me, man, I'm, I'm, I'm fighting. I'm going, out, I'm going out like Tupac and Jews in a blaze of glory. Nigga, no, you ain't. We're going we, we, we to fight. We got to get guns. We, we, we got to become Keanu Reeves in, in, in Matrix and in uh, John Wick. Guns. We need more guns. If God does not be for you, it don't matter what you do. Reading on, sir. Hi. For to speak only of what was publicly known, the Romans slew some of them, some they carried captives, and others they made a search for underground. You know, for those that, that think they're slick, I'm going to go hide out. I got my, 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 my what, what do you call that, those? My fallout shelter, my, my, my bug out uh, shelter. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to live off the grid. Do you really think you're coming up with something brand new? Really? You think you're going to come up with something brand new that, that you ain't going to live in the city? <laughs> It's gonna be just to be you and God out there in, in 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 wherever, just you know in nature, and yeah, for all y'all living in the city, yeah, that's what y'all deserve. You should be out here with me and God. Went and searched for who? They went and searched for underground. Read. And when they found where they were, they broke up the ground and slew all they met with. So here we are thinking that a final shelter, a bunny house shelter, I'm going to leave off the grid. That, that, come on, stop. Stop. Will you, will you read? There were also found slain there above 2,000 persons, partly by their own hand and partly by one another, but chiefly destroyed by the famine. The Esau at Masada. He's talking about the fall of Masada where, where Masada was our last stronghold. It was the last stronghold that, that we held uh, in fighting against the Romans. And it was, it was, it was stopped out heavily with food, with supplies, but we got stalled out, and the Mosai was against us. And, and we determined that instead of letting the Romans take us alive, we would kill one another. We committed a, a mass suicide, and we would not let the Romans uh, uh, have the, the, the triumph of actually putting us to death. You can go and read about the, the Masada. This, was, this is what Josephus is telling us about right here. Reading on. 
Then the ill savor of the dead body was most offensive to those that lighted upon them, insomuch that some were obliged to get away immediately, while others were so greedy of gain that they would go in among the dead bodies that lay on heaps and tread upon them. For a great deal of treasure was found in these caverns. And the hope of gain made every way of getting it to be esteemed lawful. By any means necessary. So whatever money you had stockpiled, whatever gold we had stockpiled, that that's supposed to be, that's what's going to help you, that's going to save you. That you've got these these getaway uh, bug out shelters where you've been stockpiling food for years, stockpiling ammunition for years, uh, and you're ready for the destruction to come, and and you and your family will just wait it out. Or you're investing in Bitcoin. You're investing in, 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 in stocks and bonds and, and, and CDs or whatever. And that's going to help you, save you? It hasn't been tried before. You're just that ingenious. You're just that witty. they never see this coming. Many also of those that had been put in prison by the tyrants were now brought out. For they did not leave off their barbarous cruelty at the very last. Yet did God avenge himself upon them both in a manner agreeable to justice. This is for the Israelites that had thrown other Israelites in jail during this time of the Passover, during this time. That I'm, I'm going to extract out of you every everything you ever did wrong to me. I'm going to throw your ass in prison. I'm going to throw your ass in jail. Well, the most High came and got everybody. Those that were in jail and those who threw people in jail. He came and got everyone. We want to sit here and hold grudges, hold the smallest little thing. This is what Christ talks about. You're trying to get the splinter out your brother's eye. You got a, 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 a house beam in your eye, but you want to get nitpicky about what other people are doing? And how you're offended? People, we are illiterate when it comes to this Bible. When it says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, we have no clue what it means to be Israelites. We think that it's going to be just us being the kingdom of seven women, if I'm a man. We think it's going to be us just having slaves and, and eating grapes and, and, and petting monkeys and, and walking our elephants and giraffes through our, 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 our meadows and some coming to America type scene. We are. We have no clue what the hell is really going on. Not an inkling of what's happened and what, why it's happening and what's happened. Well, I mean, not not a clue. This is study. Show yourself approved, to Most High. But do we go into these type of histories? Hell no. Because that's to show us how even effed up we are. We ain't trying to go here. Don't touch these nerves. Keep telling us how bad the white man is. Keep telling us how bad society is. Let me keep posting pictures of how how uh, people in Cambodia are eating bats and rats and and and, and uh, camel humps. Keep showing that disgusting type of stuff and how evil they are and how off they are and how wicked they are. Just don't look at me. Do not dare point the picture because I'm a victim. As for John, he wanted food together with his brethren in these caverns and begged that the Romans would now give him their right 
hand for his security, which he had often proudly rejected before. But for Simon, he struggled hard with the distress he was in. Still, he was forced to surrender himself, as we shall relate hereafter. So he was reserved for the triumph and to be then slain, as was John condemned to perpetual imprisonment. And now the Romans set fire to the extreme parts of the city and burnt them down and entirely demolished. Read the uh, end notes, the first one there, verse 31, number 31. Number 31. Uh, okay. Uh, do you have it? If not, I got um, it. I, I, I don't. Okay, no problem. Um, I got it. Oh, okay. Uh, where it says there that where is whereas the city of Jerusalem had been five times? No, no. That, but from okay. the end notes, the very first end note should be number 31. It says in notes. It says after after the section four. Okay, yeah, I don't have it. Four. I'm sorry. I, I have that that has thirty one on it is line thirty one. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Right. In the reading, y- y'all see where it says number thirty one, number 30, 32, 33, 34. Those are the end notes. Um, uh, that uh, uh, references to refer to. Oh. I'm con- oh, I got it. I, got it. I didn't. I didn't go down far enough. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. No problem. no problem. No problem. All right. Um, Thirty-one. Um, it says, "See the several predictions that the Jews, if they became obstinate in their idolatry and wickedness, should be sent again or sold into Egypt for their punishment." And do you want me to read the the, the books in the, in the chapters, or well, we, we just read them off. We're not going to actually go read them, but read them off. Right. Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight and sixty-eight, Jeremiah chapter forty-four and verse seven, Hosea chapter eight, verse thirteen, chapter nine and three, chapter nine and four, chapter five. Right, that's Hosea chapter nine verses three through five. Right, God. Second uh, Samuel chapter fifteen ten through thirteen with Billand Tanis and Tom the second page seven hundred and fifteen. So again, this is just being in reference that uh, it's not like the Jews it, that we didn't have warnings. It's not like we had not been in, 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 in many captivities already. It's not like we didn't see this, the Northern Kingdom kicked about the land for their idolatry for for over eight hundred years. It's not that we didn't see these things and should they have expected and known this is going to happen to the Jews, again, for our idolatry. Not just one time. Not just once and God got so mad at us, that was it. We're talking from a, a, a time period from, if it was 940 years from the time we came out of, out of Egypt until 722 B.C. when, when we were kicked out of the northern kingdom. If we add another 800 years, that's what? 1,500, 1,600, 300 years? Yeah. Because 9 plus 8 is? 17. 
17. So we're talking about 1,700 years, a 1,700-year time span from when the Israelites came out of Egypt, came to the promised land, and was given warnings that we don't stop our idolatry, that all the captivities that we went through, all the punishments we went through in the land of Israel, that if we don't get it right, we're going to be kicked about this, out the promised land. We're going to be kicked about the land. That was accomplished in 722 B.C. with the, the northern kingdom. And then finally here in 70 A.D., we were finally kicked about the land because of our repeated, continual idolatry and worship. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying all this. So when we come back, when people come back now today, and I'm, I'm, I'm so down, I, I'm, I'm talking fast. When people come back now today and want to say that the law is done away with, that's why I can do whatever the hell I want to do. He just died for my sins. You are as illiterate as they come. That the law is done away with, so we don't have to keep the law no more. But the reason the Israelites got kicked up out of the promised land and rejected, and we don't deal with the rejection, got kicked up out of the promised land, is because they didn't keep the law. But now all of a sudden now the Israelites get punished for not keeping the law, but now any other nation can come in and not keep the law, and just because they say the name of Jesus, be accepted to the kingdom? The death and bloodshed that happened to the Israelites, to the Jews, kicked out of our promised land, out of the promised land that we've been inhabiting for the past 1,500 years, so that a nation or anybody else can now just come in, and because you say the name of Jesus, the law's done away with, and you can be accepted? Or because I'm an Israelite, and I know I'm black, and I know the, Jews, the people of the Bible are black, that's all I need to know? I don't have to go and study and look at, we have to godly repent. We have to feel that sorrow. And then confess it, not this, this bullshit is, uh, I'm going to take it to my grave. God knows my heart, so I ain't got to say it to nobody else. I ain't got to bring it out. I ain't no, I ain't no punk. What the fuck are you talking about? Excuse my language. <laughs> we don't get it. We really don't get it. From there, brother, see if you can pull this up for me. Um, the siege of Jerusalem in 70 AD from uh, Wikipedia. The siege of Jerusalem, 70 AD. I want it from Wikipedia. Okay. The siege of Jerusalem in 70 AD. Um, I believe I have it, but it it has seventy CE and not yeah. AD. That's that's the the right one. That's right. They changed it. They don't change it. Yeah. <laughs> it says the siege of Jerusalem of seventy 
CE was the decisive event of the first Jewish-Roman war uh, between 66 and 73. Let me see something. Jump down to the siege. Huh. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I did, I did this. Read that first paragraph, and then we're, then we're going to jump down. Okay. Uh, let me let me read that. Let me go back. No, we're going to read the first two paragraphs. All right. All right. Uh, first two paragraphs. It says, the siege of Jerusalem of 70 CE was the decisive event of the first Jewish-Roman war, uh, parentheses, 66 through uh, 73 CE, in which the Roman army led by the future emperor Titus besieged Jerusalem. The, the center of Jewish rebel resistance in the Roman province of Judea. Following a brutal five-month siege, the Romans destroyed the city and the second Jewish temple. <clears throat> now, uh, the first Jewish-Roman war, sometimes called the Great Jewish Revolt, or the Jewish War was the first of three major rebellions by the Jews against the Roman Empire, fought in Roman-controlled Judea, resulting in the destruction of Jewish towns, the displacement of its people, and the appropriation of land for Roman military use, as well as the destruction of the Jewish temple and polity. Um, uh, what are you reading from, sir? I'm reading from uh, the Wikipedia uh, First uh, Jewish Roman War. No, no, no. Um, I'm sorry. I wanted the first two paragraphs from the very top. You read the first one. It says, the siege of Jerusalem of 70 CE was the decisive event of the First Jewish Roman War from 66 to 73 uh, CE in, in which the Roman army led by future emperor Titus, besieged Jerusalem, the center of Jewish uh, rebel resistance in the Roman province of Judea. Following a brutal five-month siege, the Romans destroyed the city and the second Jewish temple. Read the next paragraph. Con, I I need to go down a little bit. (laughs) Instead, I went to, like, the the second caption, which took us to the next page. Okay. All right. So um, in the second paragraph, it says, according to Josephus. Mm -hmm. No, no. From the top, from the very top. Okay. Uh, In April 70 CE. Do this. It's not given. Like when you first pull the page up, right? Right. And it it, it gives me uh, the, the, does it start with the second temple? Is that is that what it is? Because it's um Okay, from the very side it says Siege of Jerusalem and then has uh-huh. the parentheses uh seventy CE. Right. Okay. Coming down a little bit, it says um the Siege of Jerusalem of seventy right. CE. Right? Right. Then the next paragraph says in April seventy CE. In April. Oh, okay. Uh so it would be okay. 
Okay. Read from the top where it says the siege of Jerusalem. God. So it says the siege of Jerusalem of 70 CE was decisive, was the decisive event of the first Jewish Roman war. In in which the Roman army led by future Emperor Titus besieged Jerusalem, the center of the Jewish rebel resistance, rebel resistance in the Roman province of Judea, following a brutal five month siege, the Romans destroyed the city and the second Jewish temple. Right. Reading on. According, mm. this is where it jumps to. It, okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. Time. In April 70 CE, three days before Passover, the Roman army started besieging Jerusalem. The city had been taken over by several rebel factions following a period of massive unrest and the collapse of a short-lived provisional government. Within three weeks, the Roman army broke the first two walls of the city, but a stubborn rebel standoff prevented them from penetrating the thickest and third wall. According to Josephus, a contemporary historian and the main source for, uh, for the war, the city was ravaged by murder, famine, and cannibalism. Mm. All right, let me see here. Uh, now, now after that, it says that there's a background. Then it says outbreak of rebellion. Then it says the siege. Are you seeing that? Um, I, I am not. Uh, I'm, I'm still because what what my screen has it it has uh, uh the, it has the date April eighth September seventy CE. Um, and then it has a picture like like you know uh painting it's a painting right keep, keep scrolling down okay okay so okay uh in april 70 c three days before the passover right, we read that now keep scrolling keep down the cannibalism okay on tish tish no, 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 that's that scroll down okay keep scrolling down to where it says the siege it, 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 and it's okay. a big underline okay I do not. Okay, where 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 you ended reading at? It has in parentheses ten, right? And then in the next paragraph, uh, line eleven, it it it, it goes to August thirtieth, um, the siege. Siege of Jerusalem, but then it takes me back up to 
Uh, what's the siege of Jerusalem say? Um, the siege of Jerusalem, it, 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 the siege of Jerusalem of 70 CE was the decisive event at the beginning. And then it goes down to uh, in April, which is the part that you read, all the way down to famine and cannibalism. And then the next paragraph starts uh, on August 30th. Roman forces finally overwhelmed the defenders and set fire uh, to the temple. Resistance continued for another month, but eventually the upper and lower parts of the city were taken as well. Okay, I'll read it. I, I got it here. I got it here. Okay. I, um, here, what I'm seeing is it's got, it goes over the, the introduction uh, starting the siege of Jerusalem of 70 CE. Then in scrolling down, it goes to several uh, paragraphs. Um, then it goes to, it says background. And it's a whole section that says background. It says further information, Jerusalem during the second temple period. I'm going to read past background. I'm not, I don't want that section. You and we're going to see. It says outbreak of rebellion. I don't want that part. We're going to keep reading down. And it says the siege as a whole section in, 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 this, in this whole article. And it says siege. Okay. And it, okay. So it, it does it start out with Josephus places the siege that's, in the second year? That's exactly where we're starting at, yes. Okay. Okay, I got it. Okay. Okay. Um, Salak, you again, sir. Um, it's, all good. It's, all, it's all good. It's all good. All right. Um, Josephus, this is the, the, the siege uh, portion of the reading. Uh, Josephus places the siege in the second year of Vespasian, which corresponds to year 70 of the Common Era. Titus began his siege a few days before Passover on 14 Xanthicus surrounding the city with three legions, five Macedonia, 12 Fulminata, 15 Apollo Naris on the west side, and a fourth, 10 Fratensis on the Mount of Olives to the east. If the reference in his Jewish war at 6 uh, and in 421 is to Titus' siege, though difficulties exist, with its interpretation than at the time, according to Josephus. Josephus, Jerusalem was thronged with many people who had come to celebrate Passover. The thrust of the siege began in the west at the third wall, north of the Jaffa Gate. By May, this was breached, and the second wall also was taken shortly afterwards, leaving the defenders in possession of the temple and the upper and lower city. The Jewish defenders were split into factions, Simon Bargeora and John of Giscala, two prominent zealot leaders, placed all blame for the failure of the revolt on the shoulders of the moderate leadership. John of Giscala group murdered another faction leader, Eleazar ben Simon, 
whose men were entrenched in the four courts of the temple. The zealots resolved to prevent the city from falling into Roman hands by all means necessary, including the murder of political opponents and anyone standing in their way. There were still those wishing to negotiate with the Romans and bring a peaceful end to the siege. The most prominent of these was Johannan ben Zakai whose students smuggled him out of the city in a coffin in order to deal with Vespasian. This, however, was insufficient to deal with the madness that had now gripped the zealot leadership in Jerusalem and the reign of terror it unleashed upon the population of the city. Josephus describes various acts of savagery committed against the people by its own leadership including the torching of the city's food supply in an apparent bid to force the defenders to fight for their lives. All right, cool. Let, let me do this. Because uh, they have definitely, Wikipedia has definitely changed the article. So uh, I'm going to read from the old school article, the original article that was put up. I'm, I'm, I'm going to read that. Um, and it's from the Siege of Jerusalem, 70 AD, from wikipedia.org. But this is from when I first put this together a couple of years ago. So I'm, I'm going to read this. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at, at, at our time. But please, stay tuned. So, dealing with the destruction of Jerusalem, the account of Josephus described Titus as moderate in his approach and after conferring with others, ordering that the 500-year-old temple be spared. So, Titus was like, cool, we'll, spell the, we'll, we'll spare the temple. Solomon's temple dated to the 10th century B.C. Through the physical structure was, though the physical structure was Herod's temple, about 90 years old at the time. According to Josephus, the Roman soldiers grew furious with Jewish attacks and tactics and against Titus's orders, set fire to an apartment adjacent to the temple, which soon spread all throughout. However, Josephus may have written this in order to appease his uh, uh, core religionists. Josephus had acted as a mediator for the Romans, and when negotiations failed, witnessed the siege and aftermath. He wrote, as soon as the army had no, had no more people to slay or to plunder, because there remained none to be the objects of their fury, <coughs> for they would not have spared any, had there remained any other work to be done. Thus Caesar gave orders that they should now demolish the entire city and temple but should leave as many as many of the towers standing as there were of the greatest eminence. That is uh, Phasileus and Hippocus and uh, Marianne. And so much of the wall enclosed the city on the west side. This wall was spared in order to uh, afford a, a camp such as were in the garrison in the upper city. As were the towers, the three forts also spared in order to demonstrate the posterity, true posterity, what kind of city it was and how well fortified, which the Roman valor has subdued. But for all the rest of the walls surrounding Jerusalem, it was so thoroughly laid even with the ground by those that dug it up to the foundation that there was left nothing to make those that came hither believe it, it Jerusalem 
had ever been inhabited. Remember what Christ said in Luke 21? That the the walls and the ground is going to be laid waste. And this is what the Romans did because of how we were. This was the end of, the, of Jerusalem. Um, this was the end which Jerusalem came to by the madness of those that were for innovations, a city otherwise of great magnificence and of mighty fame among all mankind. And truly, the very view, it's, the very view itself was a melancholy thing. For those places which were abandoned, which were adorned with trees and pleasant gardens, were now become desolate country everywhere, and its trees were all cut down. Nor could any foreigner that had formerly seen Judea and the most beautiful suburbs of the city and now saw it as a desert, but lament and mourn sadly at so great a change. For the war had laid all signs of beauty quite waste. Nor had anyone who had known the place before had come on a sudden to it now would have known it again. But though he, a foreigner, were at the city itself, he would have inquired for it. Like, if a foreigner would, would have been staying in Jerusalem, like, man, where's Jerusalem? Josephus claims that 1.1 million people were killed during the siege, of which majority were Jewish and that 97,000 were captured and enslaved, including Simon Bar-Giora Bar and John of uh, Giscala. The slaughter within was even more dreadful than the spectacle from without. Men and women, old and young, insurgents and priests, those who, who fought and those who entreated mercy were, thrown, were hewn down in indiscriminate carnage. The number of the slain exceeded that of the slayers. The legionnaires had to clamber over heaps of dead to carry on the work of extermination. Many fled to areas around the Mediterranean. Titus reportedly refused to accept a, a, a wreath of victory, saying that the victory did not come through his own efforts, but that he had merely um, served as an instrument of God's wrath. Uh, please give me First Kings chapter fourteen, verse fifteen. All right. First Kings chapter fourteen, verse fifteen. First Kings chapter fourteen verse fifteen. For the Lord shall smite Israel as a reed is taken in the water, and he shall root up Israel out of this good land which he gave to their fathers, and shall scatter them beyond the river, because they have made their groves provoking the Lord to anger. Again, just more more scriptures of, of, of us getting to that point of how bad we pissed the Most High off. And how he used the Romans to now get vengeance. I, as, we're, as we're reading this, what's, what are you thinking about? I'm actually thinking about the uh, <clears throat> the the severity. I mean the the 
severity, which is stated in the numbers of deaths, um, the, 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 the things that were going on at the time are very similar to what's going, now, going on now. The, 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 the deaths, the death toll, where Josephus says 1,100,000 1, dead. You know, um, trying to, to, to even imagine, you know, where it says that, 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 that in the scripture we would fall by the, by the sword in, in the, in the uh, Luke 20 and 20, uh, 20 and 21, that we would fall by the sword. All of, you know, the, the, the wrath is, 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 is it's almost like an understatement the wrath of the, of the Most High, that we had actually made him that angry to, to unleash, like you said before, to unleash that, you know, that level of destruction. Plus, earlier when, when we read, um, it said that no, no punishment, no war was as... Um, brutal for the for lack of better words, uh, on any nation in the world of, of, of any war, of of any war, which you know, for 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 our people to 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 not have the 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 knowledge and 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 not feel the. The, the sorrow of our sins, it's, 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 it's astonishing. It's, you know, and being in, and, and I'm, I'm guilty of it also, you know, um, when we go back into earlier in the, in the class about not, not having the 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 sincere repentance and acknowledgement of what we did, what we have done, you know, being in the frame of mind that you know we we're owed something when we definitely owe, you know, on a, on a wide scale how our nation. Even now, even now, with the knowledge of that who we are, being the children of the Heavenly Father, um, haven't even begun really to repent. You know, this is this has been a very a very informative. I mean, I'm I'm looking at myself just. We, we really do not have any idea of what repentance, what repentance is. 
and 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 we are in the frame of mind that that we are open. We are open. Well, uh, we we got the the uh, the notice that we have ten seconds left before uh, the, the, this two hour show is done uh, for today. So I'm 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 gonna go ahead and uh, we will end it here. And I think Brother Gabar kind of sums up the, the best. Uh, a lot of times I don't have the words. I'm I'm not I'm not very eloquent. Um, and really describing the feelings in my words of, of what's coming across. But to go through this, go through this history, and especially, again, if you're just catching up, if this is your first time listening to the class, this, this is going to be – I know this ain't what, what you want to hear. The butterflies and clouds and the unicorns and, and, and the blue jays and the rocking robins um, and the deer walking through the meadow, no. But it's a real true look of letting the Bible talk about us as Israelites and dealing with salvation. I know it seems, seems that in going over this instruction is, is far from talking about salvation. But if you go back and check out the whole series that, we, that we're going over, that the Israelites have been in captivity many times. If you just go make it quick, just go read the book of Judges. You'll read about how that the Israelites have been in many captivities but the Lord would always send a Savior. We will repent. The nation will repent, and that's when the Lord would send a Savior, once the nation repented. Um, and, but, and we kept going through that same cycle with God so many times that we, we, we go in captivity, we, we confess and repent, he would send a Savior, and he would save the Israelites. Then after a while, we go back to idolatry. We we'd step right back into it. He then put us back in captivity. We, we then would confess and repent, ask for a savior, a deliverer, he would send one. We, we, we have repeatedly done that to the Most High over and over and over again. Over and over and over again. Uh, but the key being the Israelites being put in captivity and being delivered to the hand of the enemies, that we had to, all the way that we would be saved out of those conditions, it wasn't through finance, it wasn't through weapons. It wasn't through living off the grid. It was only because we we confessed to Lord our God, repented to Lord our God, and then He would send a Savior. Now we've just come into the uh, the culmination of all that, and now the, the, this captivity that we're in, this Roman captivity we're in, and how it comes off of um, the prophecy that were given us in Daniel, and the prophecy that were given to us in Zechariah. That there's going to be four major captivities that the Israelites are going to have to endure, have to, that we're going to, have to be, going to have to go through. Um, the Babylonians, the Persian Medes, the Greeks, and then the Romans, and the latter part of the Roman Empire. And the beginning of the Roman Empire is when we were now actually kicked out of the land and put in captivity, put in slavery for, again, our idolatry. And we had to suffer a lot of, a lot of justly righteous judgments of God against us to the point we, we had to practice cannibalism for the lack of food. This is how the punishment, and the most I had to keep increasing our punishment until it got to that point because we refused to, 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 to have a conscience. We refused to have a, a, a conscience towards him. Just stuck on doing things by how we feel and what we think is right 
and not following God at all, at all. So it got to the point now we, we finally had to be kicked out of the promised land. So when we pick up tomorrow, we're going to continue on going, going over more prophecies about how and why we got kicked out of Jerusalem and then spread and scattered and kicked to the four corners of the earth because of our idolatry. But we still have a chance at salvation. And again, I hope that it's coming across that this salvation, the biblical salvation, is the Israelites being saved out of captivity. I hope, I, I, that's the message that eventually I do want, want to really come across of what the scriptures are saying, that salvation is the Israelites being saved from this last captivity. And the Savior's name that's coming to save us from this last captivity is who the world calls Jesus Christ. It's not going to be a, uh, it's not going to be another Malcolm X. It's not going to be another Martin Luther King. It's not going to be another Cesar Chavez. It's not going to be another uh, um, Spartaca. It's not going to be a, a, a Leonidas. It's going to be, we, we already have his name, who the world calls Jesus Christ, or who in Hebrew we say, in, in the Paleo Hebrew we say, Yahweh Shai. That that is who the Savior is going to be, but there's things that the nation of Israel has got to do before he's actually going to come back and actually save us from our enemies, save us from this captivity and, and, and these things that we've been having to go through because of our sins. All right. Brother Gabar, last thoughts, words, or what have you? Well, just just that um, in some in some part of the, the, the title of, of these four months that you've been going over the salvation, um, preparation, the word preparation should be inserted in there because we 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 definitely definitely like um, like PlayStation used to say a long time ago. You are not ready. <laughs> right. We we are not ready. And this is what our job is to do is to 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 prepare. And, and the mind frame that on a wide on a wide scale of, of, of all Israel is that we're owed something and that we we don't need to prepare. <laughs> Or, you know, we're 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 owed, you know, salvation because of 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 the punishment that righteously were given to to us. Kind. And you know, that's that's all I have to say on that. Look forward to uh, tomorrow morning. Most likely. Okay. All right, well, brothers and sisters, thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, today is Wednesday. Um, please check out ISBHBK from San Antonio, Houston, Norfolk, uh, Rochester, or any uh, Hebrew Israelite um, uh, teachings. But even better yet, go to go to the school. If there's a school established in any area you might be in, go to the school. Learn more of this history. Learn more of, your, of, of this information. Get more of, of this understanding about God's will, God, and where God's coming from, from what the Bible actually says, and keeping the Bible in context. All right. If you don't know the history of the Bible, there's no way you can keep the context of what's being said or what's going on. 
it's just not you, 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 you're going to miss the mark. You're going to miss the boat. All right? So with that, again, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, please tune in tomorrow um, uh, as, as, as we continue uh, uh, this, this class in this series on biblical salvation. And, again, anything you might have missed, um, ISBHPK Bible Talk on um, Apple iTunes Podcast, a radio podcast, on iHeartRadio Podcast, on Google Podcasts or uh, uh, Podcast Addict or even www.blogtalkradio.com. Pull that page up, type my name in the search box, Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A, and you have all episodes, uh, you have at least the past 300 episodes um, of, of classes and, 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 and things we've been over from myself. Uh, the brother Tazapah, the brother Bonabad, um, is there. All right, if anything you missed and we need to catch up on, in your notes together, refreshing, please, it's all there to help help you put it together to, that you might be able to see it and share it with others. All right, so with that, my name is Mashaba. My name is Gabbard And for ISBHBK, we'd like to say shalom. Thank you.